This podcast contains references to mental and physical health. Using your imagination Takes you on a brain vacation Find time for the things that make you happy Imagination time I'm getting so fed up of that intro song, I need to write a new one. Anyway, hello everyone, it's Immy, as you can tell. As you can probably hear, I'm not very well. I have COVID, dun dun dun, very sad, but I am doing a lot better than I was previously, so that is good. Um, but today, um, it's just me on the episode, and I thought I'd do, like, a little COVID episode, you know, because, well, I've had a terrible time in isolation so far. It's been very boring, I've been very sad and ill, so I thought, why not help other people who may be in isolation or who may have to go into isolation at some point soon, (laughs) which I obviously truly hope none of you have to do. But I know that some of my friends are in isolation at the moment, so if any of you guys listening, hello. But I think I only have like five listeners on this podcast, so (laughs) hello to all five of my fans. So I just wanted to start off with just basically giving you an intro on what my situation is at the moment to see if you guys can relate really. I hope my voice being like this isn't too annoying to listen to, I apologise if it is. It's obviously I've got a very sore throat and a blocked nose as you can probably tell, but it's a lot better, it's an improvement from a few days ago when it was terrible, so think that's positive. So um, basically I got Covid not long ago, I'm still in isolation now, still got a few days left. Um, I don't know exactly when or how I got it but a couple of my friends uh, tested positive on the same day as me so I'm assuming I got it from one of them um, as I haven't really been anywhere else but you never know so um, here we are and you know I'm not blaming them like it's a highly contagious disease it's not their fault (laughs) it's just going around you know so um, I think it's just sort of hit our area at this moment in time because everybody around here where I live seems to have it and it's funny because I live in London um, normally for uni and I literally survived two odd years in London with the coronavirus and didn't get it and then I get it when I get back home. It's quite funny in this little village. Oh well, what can you do? At least I'll get over it and hopefully won't get it again. But yeah, so I have quite an interesting case actually, which is not the same as anybody I know or have heard of. I mean, I'm sure there are people out there, but um, I am double vaccinated and I still got COVID and I still have symptoms. So only 8% of the population right now that have covid have have been double vaxxed so i am unfortunately in that unlucky eight percent and also worse than that i also have all the symptoms the only thing i don't have is a temperature and i didn't i didn't lose my sense of taste or smell on the first day but now i have lost it so (laughs) that's very unfortunate for me it is a shame i don't know the exact statistics but I believe I must be in at least like the top 2% or something ridiculous because most people who have the vaccine, especially who have both vaccines, um, they don't have any symptoms if they catch COVID or they have minimal symptoms. Unfortunately, I was hit like a bus and had basically all of them. So I started to feel a little bit like I had a sore throat when I was just sat at home one day. 
I had a bit of a, felt like a cough coming on, but it wasn't a cough, and I have severe allergies, and I'm literally allergic to everything, and my mum has three cats, so when I'm back home, I'm obviously around the cats all the time, and I get quite allergic, so I did think originally it was just allergies, and I ignored it, but luckily I was at home the whole time, I didn't go out, so it's not like I spread it to other people since I started getting symptoms and then I took a lateral flow test and it was negative so I was like maybe I'm fine continued to stay in just in case and it's just as well I did because the next day my lateral flow was positive and I was like oh dear I better take a PCR so <laughs> I ordered a PCR well luckily my mum had loads from work so I took one sent it off and came back positive yay <laughs> I haven't given it to anybody I know yet I'm praying that I don't give it to anyone, and I haven't given it to anyone even. So I am really sorry uh, to everyone who has been around me. If you get it, I am terribly sorry. But like I said earlier, it's a highly contagious disease. Nobody can help catching it, and it is a shame, and it is a pain, and it's an inconvenience to all of us for work, plans, school, whatever it is we're all supposed to be doing. It is a tricky time because we have to isolate from things we have to do, people we love, things like that. So it is a tough time, but on the bright side, it's only 10 days, so we can get through it. <laughs> so I was actually quite ill with it. And because I have anxiety, I think it made it a lot worse because I panicked a lot. I'm not a hypochondriac. I'm actually normally quite good with illnesses. Like I normally don't get scared that I'm ill. Um, however, I do get guilty quite easily and get anxious when people are angry at me and when I first got covid and I told people people were not happy yeah this is a little word of advice if any of you get covid like still tell people I know it's really scary to you know be confronted it's not nice but you do have to be upfront and honest with everyone you need to tell them you've got covid you need to do the track and trace you need to do all of that jazz because at the end of the day it's better to keep people safe and have a few people annoyed at you than to be killing people off and getting people very very ill so basically do tell people but i know how it feels how it's scary to tell people and people do react badly which surprise me to be honest because I thought people would be quite supportive and ask if I was okay and out of the about I'd say about 15 people I told only two people told me they hoped I was okay and asked how I was doing so it is a bit weird how even though we're in like a global pandemic where a highly contagious disease is spreading it still seems that people think about themselves a lot and it is a shame but it's just one of those things where, like, people in life can just be toxic. Some people who I told were basically saying I'd, like, ruined their life, like, ruined their plans and all of this, and that I've, like, stressed them out and their family, and, like, they're, like, really angry that they can't go and see people. And, like, obviously I apologise to everyone, but people just get upset because, I guess, partially fear, partially stress partially um confusion I guess not knowing what to do when I found out I had it I was like oh my gosh 
how have I actually got it? Like, I've been double vaxxed. I've been safe. I followed all the rules. Um, the person who I believe I got it from, or the people who I believe I got it from, I was following the rules when I saw them. So it's just one of those things that it is going round and that's just that. But I just wanted to let everyone know that I know how you feel. If you get COVID, if you're listening to this and you have COVID or you get COVID after this, like, I know how it is to feel upset. So the reason of me saying this was that I was feeling quite anxious because... A lot of people had been quite nasty to me and saying things that made me feel bad and my anxiety got me feeling really guilty. Um, My siblings were annoyed at me because they were missing out on work and social plans. My friends were annoyed at me for the same reason. Um, You know, my my mum lost out on lots of money. I mean, we're still isolating now, so she's losing out on 10 days of work when she's got bills to pay. So, like, it's a stressful time and I was feeling very guilty and my anxiety was making it quite bad and considering one of the symptoms of covid is you know shortness of breath and one of the symptoms of anxiety is the same it was stressing me out a bit because i was getting anxious for making people annoyed at me and i felt really guilty and i was feeling really really ill so i actually ended up feeling worse like double the amount of what I would have felt if I'd have just calmed down so another piece of advice I would give people is like if you find out you got it take a moment take a breather de-stress accept it and tell people and just be prepared that people might react a funny way and also just know that it's not your fault that's the main thing really because the first day I felt like it was my fault, I was like, I shouldn't have done this, I shouldn't have done that, thinking back through everything I'd done, like, oh, I shouldn't have taken a sip of my friend's drink, and I shouldn't have hugged him for that long, and all of this, but at the end of the day, as long as you're following the rules, then it's not your fault, obviously, people have the right to be mad at you if you went to, like, some 100-person party and caught it, or if you lied to them about it and didn't tell them, like, they've got the right to to get annoyed or like you know if you knew you were positive and you went out anyway so like don't do things like that obviously but that's just common sense so yeah just tell people if you get it yeah so I was feeling quite anxious and I ended up hyperventilating and I was a mess um my mum got home from work and I was like crying to her and I was like mum I don't feel well and then like on the first day that I thought I had it and then that was when I got my positive test and then obviously everyone in my family stayed at home after I got that test, and I was actually really unwell. I phoned 111 to see what to do because I couldn't breathe properly. I was having a really bad cough, stuff like that. So I phoned 111, and the consultant was really nice, and she said it's all going to be okay. And she actually was quite worried about my cough and my voice and my breathing on the phone. So she was saying that she, I, I sounded really unwell to her, and she was going to refer me, pass me on to a clinician. Um, because it was slightly out of her hands because my symptoms were quite bad. So she said that a clinician would phone me within half an hour. But if the clinician read my notes and believed I was unwell enough to go to hospital, then she would send an ambulance instead. So obviously at this point I was like, oh my gosh, no, (laughs) I don't want to go to hospital and like all of this. So anyway, the clinician didn't phone me within half an hour. So I was like, great, that means that probably an ambulance is coming. And then within about an hour, an ambulance came and the paramedics came and checked me up. It was actually a really good visit because it put my mind at ease a lot. Um, But they came in and they tested my oxygen levels. 
and they took a sample of my blood and they took my temperature and all of this and they said that basically I would be okay and that they, there's no point in rushing me off to hospital because um, there's not much in hospital they would have been able to do for me that I could have just done at home and obviously they don't want me to go and infect everyone in the hospital and obviously I wasn't in a life or death situation so I was very lucky there but I was very unwell and they said that my symptoms were obviously sounding quite bad and um it's funny because one of the paramedics was saying like you've literally hit the unlucky jackpot like being in the eight <coughs> percent of people who are double vaccine have it but it's weird because I have the Oxford vaccine and I'm 20 years old and obviously it was discontinued for under 30s but I got it before that rule came out because I work in a care home and I got it from the doctors because I wasn't there the day that everyone got it in the care home because I was in London so I got it from my doctors instead so that I could keep the vulnerable people safe however nobody else I know under the age of 30 actually has the Oxford vaccine because obviously they discontinued it for under 30s a while ago and that was before people under 30 were really getting vaccinated other than for reasons like me like if they work in a care home or whatever so I actually don't know a single person that is my age and or around my age and has had the Oxford vaccine so I don't know how it's been for everyone else but obviously apparently it didn't work for me (laughs) no I'm joking so I'm just yeah got a lot of symptoms um unfortunately but yeah it does make me wonder if it actually works for under 30s because they discontinued it because of the worry of blood clots the risk in increasing in that but I don't know if it actually doesn't work or if I just got unlucky but probably is sensible for me to add that I do have lots of allergies like I said earlier and have anxiety like I said earlier which probably heightened the symptoms a lot so anyways it was really good the paramedics gave me um an oximeter because they said that um, I needed to check my oxygen levels every day in case they got worse and if they got below 92 then I had to and below 93 sorry then I had to phone up 999 so they have been low on some days they've been on like 93 in a couple of evenings but luckily they haven't gone below that so I'm okay and um for 94 and 93 oxygen levels you're supposed to phone 111 but obviously because I've already phoned 111 and they already came out to help me then I know I'm okay so luckily they haven't gone any lower but yeah so if you do worry about your symptoms if you have covid then please do make sure you phone 111 or 999 if it's serious obviously if you actually can't breathe do phone 999 it's not an inconvenience. I was like, oh, I don't want to phone 111 because, you know, I'm sure I'm fine and, like, they'll just get annoyed for coming out. But I made the right decision because they they did check everything just in case. And they said, if your oxygen levels get low, then do phone up 999. And they put my mind at ease a lot and they said it was no worry coming out and that they're just glad they got to check up with me. So do phone up if you feel you need to. It can help. And, yeah, so I have an oximeter right here some ASMR for you there <laughs> uh, that's in the it's, that's the bag it's in so I just have to basically take chest it a few times a day and have a remote monitoring COVID-19 diary so I have to put everything in there um, in case it gets bad anyways I also have to isolate in my room which you guys 
I mean, if anyone gets COVID, you will probably have to do the same because you have to try and stay away from your family. Obviously, if all your family have it, like, it's not really, there's no point in isolating in your room, but seeing as none of my family have it yet, and hopefully not at all, but I do have to isolate in my room on my own, and it's really boring. I've had such a boring time. I've just been sitting in my room doing nothing, and the worst thing is I left so much of my stuff in London, I left my Xbox in London, I left my, like, Fire TV in London, and, like, loads of my books, my art stuff, literally so much stuff I left in London because I didn't think I'd need it over the summer, and it turns out I should have brought it, but it's fine because luckily my sister has a TV, me and my sister share a room, and well, I know she's very annoyed at me for <laughs> kicking her out of the room because she has to sleep in the lounge at the moment. But on the bright side, she has a TV, so she's kindly let me use that. So I've been binge-watching some shows, and, yeah, my mum has to come in and... Well, she doesn't have to. She's very lovely. But um, she comes and brings me food and drink and stuff like that and leaves that by my door. And we have masks on and everything, so it's horrible. It does make you feel really, like, dehumanised, because I feel like a zombie. Like, everyone's worried that, like... You know, like, in zombie movies when there's, like, a bite victim and they haven't, like, developed the full, like, zombify yet, you know, and, like, everyone's just steering really clear of them, you know, especially when it's, like, someone you love, and it's, like, a couple or, like, a family, and they're, like, they don't, they want to spend every last minute with the family, but they're really worried that any minute they'll become a zombie, that's literally what I feel like, like, everyone's, like, coming, like, my mum comes in with, like, a mask on, stands away from me, and, like, you know, disinfects everything I touch and all this, or, like, you know, at least on the bright side, like, she cares about me and she loves me and I'm very lucky to have a mother who brings me lunch and dinner and such so anyways moving swiftly on so for the next segment of this podcast episode I just wanted to talk about some things that have made me feel better because I think that if any of you guys are going through it right now it will probably benefit you to hear what things might help you so from a health point of view I will let you know some things that have really helped me so obviously (laughs) I'm still ill so I don't have a massive like time scale to compare this to but just in the few days that I have had Covid paracetamol has really helped me because it's just I've had like really achy everything some people get that as a symptom like the tops of my thighs have just killed like as if I've done like a 60 squat workout and like it kills like my thighs just really hurt and my calves really hurt this morning when I got in the shower and I think it's just because like my muscles are just like withering away (laughs) no not withering but I think they are getting quite weak because I've just been sitting in bed all day so this morning when I went and had a shower and washed my hair I was standing up for like longer than I have for the last like few days and my calves really hurt so paracetamol has really helped me like stop being achy and um it's helped my throat hurt less, so that's been really good. Um, gargling salt water is an actual queen. Like, it makes you feel gross and sick, and it makes you gag. <laughs> really, really selling it. But um, it actually does help so much because it's, like, flushing everything out. It's actually recommended by the NHS because uh, the way that COVID grows, if you don't know, is that you you catch it and it starts off like in your sort of tonsil area um in your throat don't quote me on this I'm not a medical professional but this is just what I've heard and what the paramedics told me when they came around so it starts somewhere like in your mouth throat whatever and then it 
slowly like grows and basically spreads down through your body so if you catch it like the sooner you catch it the less symptoms you'll get so like it's actually advised that if you've been in contact with someone with um covid like near contact and you know there is a big chance you can get it then you should gargle with salt water every day because if as soon as you start to develop covid you can start flushing it out so unfortunately I didn't do that straight away and I wish I did so that's definitely a piece of advice I'd give to someone like if you test positive start doing it from that moment so I only started doing it a couple of days ago yesterday actually I think <laughs> but it's really helped it just makes your throat feel like a bit more refreshed and it like flushes out mucus and all that disgusting stuff but yeah um so some people swear by like anodin and stuff my mum said that I should try take anodin it's basically, if you don't know what it is, it's a painkiller, and it has, like, caffeine and stuff in it. Honestly, from my point of view, everyone's different, so don't take me up on this necessarily, but it, the caffeine just made me feel really, um, horrible. I think that mainly the reason might be because, obviously, when you drink caffeine, uh, or when you take caffeine, you burn it off whilst you're doing everyday activities, whether it's just walking to work or, you know, walking to your car, like, whatever it is, moving around, doing things, you burn it off, whereas, obviously, I've been sitting in bed, literally not moving, um, like, I barely even get up to go to the bathroom, because it makes me go really faint and dizzy, but, yeah, the anodin didn't help, it made me feel quite unwell, uh, it just made me feel a bit weird, my head went a bit blurry, my head, <laughs> my head went a bit funny, my eyes went a bit blurry, but some people swear by it, so maybe give that a go. Oh, probably my main saviour has been like hot drinks and soup which is a classic sort of ill person thing you know everyone knows nice cup of tea or honey and lemon or a soup my mother has been very kind and she has made me lots of soup I had a mushroom soup my mum did it because she said that mushrooms have lots of vitamin D and or something like that I think so actually that was really thoughtful of her my mum's just like that though she's a lovely lovely woman but yeah so I had mushroom soup and then she made me like homemade tomato soup and she put lots of like mushroom in both of them and goodness so uh that made me feel so much better because it was like nice well before I lost my sense of taste and smell <laughs> it was nice after I lost my sense of taste and smell it was still good because it just like soothed my throat and obviously it's really good for you so yeah another thing that made me feel better from a health point of view it's just water, like, so much water, I honestly would recommend this to anyone, water is actually magic, like, I swear, water is just the cure to everything, every time I've had any illness, or mental health problem, or whatever, like, anxiety, like, panic attacks, everyone's like, drink water, drink water, and it bloody helps, I tell you, it's an actual magic cure, anyway, so, I've just been drinking so much water, so yeah, drink plenty of fluids, it just sort of flushes it all down, and it just, you know, makes your throat less sore, just keeps your head from being as dizzy, all of that. It's a good little solution. So then my uh, another health-wise thing is to take vitamins, so specifically vitamin D. I mentioned this a minute ago about the soup, but I didn't actually elaborate or expand. <laughs> Basically, vitamin D is really good for COVID because uh, apparently it's one of the things that helps fight the disease or strengthen your immune system or something like that. I should really have fact-checked this before I started telling you guys, but um, you can look it up yourself uh, if you don't believe me. But vitamin D is, like, proven to be good for COVID for whatever reason. So uh, every day my mum makes me take two vitamin D, D tablets. Um, 
because yeah it's just good for you and iron tablets have helped me as well because I feel really dizzy and faint so taking iron has reduced that slightly and I also take vitamin B and things like that I can't remember all of them but I take a few because it's just good to keep your like vits and mins up and all of that jazz so yeah the last well uh, related to food as well I would say eating healthy helps because um the first day that I had it I had some vegan chocolate and it was really sugary and it like coated my throat and it made me feel really unwell it just wasn't it wasn't very good and then yeah just since I've been eating more healthy foods it's just made me feel a lot better in my body and mind even just feel a lot more healthy I guess is the only really word for it but the last few days like I've just been mostly eating soup like vegetable soups and like avocado on toast and bowls of fruit and things like that definitely also yeah make sure you have lots of like fiber intake and yeah fruit and veg all of that jazz because it's really good for your immune system just basically yeah so be eating healthy it just builds your immune system it's gonna hopefully get rid of that covid quicker so yeah and also soft foods because soft foods have (laughs) helped me so much because my throat is obviously so sore I have found only today so I have yet to further evidence this but I have actually been doing a little bit of exercise today not full-on and do not do full-on exercise like get rest get sleep all of that but today I just walked back and forward like around my room and it's so hard when you're in one room but uh, it helped me a little bit and I did that for a little while and it made me feel like a bit more with it and it made my oxygen levels quite good as well uh and then I also did a few sit-ups this morning I literally did 20 sit-ups which sounds like nothing it sounds so boring but like that is literally more than I've done I mean I do I don't even do that on the daily like I don't even do that in my normal life uh so considering the fact I have covid it's actually impressive that I did that this morning it did make me feel very uh dizzy and faint so I had to like lie down for like 10 minutes but the point is getting small exercise like even if it's just walking around your room because I wish I had started doing that on the first couple days but I to be fair I was very ill like I couldn't even really go to the bathroom without like feeling like I was going to pass out so that was tricky but if you can try and doing like little and often exercise um around the the time you're in isolation because otherwise you'll have really achy muscles like me and feel like you're going to pass out in the shower and have really achy calves just from washing your hair so yeah so the next thing I'm going to move on to um although staying on the topic of things that made me feel better is distractions like physical distractions so basically stuff to keep your time busy so that you're not feeling really bored and overthinking and etc so basically first of all obviously is kind of a given but Netflix has been my actual pride and joy because I don't know where how I would have got through this without it so far um I've been really enjoying watching Ackley Bridge at the moment I don't know if any of you guys have seen it but it's very good I only just started watching it in this isolation because it was just the worst timing for like Netflix stuff because I had literally just finished binging all of like the good series and I just can't find anything I'm into 
couldn't find anything I was into on the first day. I, I like flicked through like seven different episodes, seasons of things and films and such and I just didn't like any of them and I was like great this is just the worst time but then I found Ackley Bridge and I'm really enjoying it actually so definitely recommend that one and then this has been one of my best things my dad has been doing watch parties with me on Netflix so he lives in London we've been watching Crazy Ex-Girlfriend which I actually love so much it's one of those shows you have to get into because when my dad first told me about it I was like what the hell is this and I started watching it and I was like I thought it was so weird and I literally didn't like it at all on the first episode um even on, by the second episode I was like eh. and then from there on like it just got better and better and now I'm on like such a good part of it I'm just like addicted <laughs> okay and then another thing that's really helped me get distracted is doing some art stuff but unfortunately as I said earlier I left basically all of my art stuff in London so I left my sketchbook all of my like colouring pencils pens all of that stuff so unfortunately I haven't been able to do like drawings and sketches and stuff but it's funny because when I came back home well this will this will link to another thing that I was about to say that distracted me is organizing because I haven't like lived in this house for about a year because I've been in London and I lived here over lockdown technically I haven't lived lived here for like two years but I haven't stayed here for this amount of time in a while so I thought well seeing as I'm coming home for a good three months and my sister is going off to uni this year as well this September I may as well start you know organizing some stuff getting rid of some stuff that I don't need because this room is a bit cluttered so I got rid of some stuff organized some stuff and as I was organizing I found my old 3d pen and if you don't know what a 3d pen is it's basically like electronic pen that you put like strings of plastic in and then it melts the plastic and you basically draw with plastic so like you can draw off the paper so it's quite cool but it's so hard like all the adverts of it make it look really easy I remember when I got it it was a long time ago probably on like my 14th birthday or something ridiculous but I remember when I got it and because I saw it on tv and there were like people drawing the Eiffel Tower and they just like started a dot on a piece of paper and then drew like up from it and the line of like plastic just went up and stayed there it doesn't work. I tried to do that. <laughs> it just falls. So unless you can like get two people with two pens to draw a piece of plastic upwards at the same time that connect to each other, then you're a bit out of luck. And it's not like you can put something there or like you put your hand there to balance the plastic to stay up because it's like melted and it takes a few seconds to dry and it's really hot. So it just burns you. But what I do is I like just draw on a piece of paper something cool and then I just rip it off the paper. So then it's like a little 3D object so I have been doing stuff like that and then I have basically yeah so that's like arty stuff I've been doing so that's really good and relating to art I've done a lot of like Pinterest boards if you guys don't have Pinterest and you're an arty person then what are you doing with your life it's the best thing ever even if you're not an arty person like it's just good because you can do things like well I mean I'm sure everyone who's listening to this knows what Pinterest is, so I won't mansplain it, but <laughs> the short version is that you make boards of things you like. So, for example, I have a board that's, like, recipes to make. Um, I have a board that's, like, gift ideas for people, like, arty gift ideas. And I've got a board that's, like, art, DIYs, stuff like this. So I've just been doing a little bit of Pinteresting, basically putting stuff on my boards to do when I come out of lockdown. And speaking of coming out of lockdown, another really great distraction is 
planning trips for when you come out of lockdown because my friend and I have been doing that a lot and it's really helped me because it just gives me something to look forward to and we were talking about what we're going to do like we're going to go out for a meal at this restaurant and stuff like that so it's just it that helps because it makes you realize like there is stuff to look forward to obviously maybe don't make plans that you can't change because if you carry on being ill you have to isolate for longer but fingers crossed that doesn't happen to me although I am still very unwell after like four five days however long it's been but anyways yeah so then another good thing is reading but I'm terrible at reading because I have ADHD so I can't focus on words and stuff like that so I literally can read like a paragraph of a book and then I get bored and even then like I read it and it just doesn't go into my brain like I'm like wait what did I just read so that has not been 100% great for me but loads of people I know have said it's like been literally their saviour because they just get lost in a book and then realise that like three hours have flown by so that might be good for some people it has helped me slightly like I've read a couple of paragraphs a day of a book that my auntie gave me and I am actually really enjoying it I just can't focus for longer than like one paragraph so probably take me a year to read but it's fine we'll see and then another thing I've been doing is facetiming people well I say people basically my best friend Adam he's like the only person who's facetimed me and well my dad during the watch parties and it has been really nice to chat to people but it is a shame that no one else is really facetiming because the thing is everyone else who's not in isolation has got plans and stuff so they're all busy and like a few of my friends are in isolation but I don't think they'd want to facetime me (laughs) but um yeah I just talk a lot so as you can probably tell by this episode I just talk a shit ton so people find it very tedious to facetiming me I have massive respect for the people who have patience for that but yeah it has helped and gaming like I have if any of you have had a monkey island it's like my favorite game in the whole wide world I've loved it since I was like eight and it never fails to (laughs) interest me so I've been my dad just reminded me last night about it and I was like oh my gosh how did I forget I had that on steam because my dad bought it for me bought me like all the games there are three games and then you can buy five like episodes so my dad bought all of them for me for my birthday in May and I haven't had the time to play all of them because I had I was really busy with uni and stuff so I like binged the first game and then forgot to play the rest so I started doing that last night and this morning and I forgot how much fun it is so gaming's a good thing you know makes your time go fast if that's what you're into and listening to podcasts <laughs> this is ironic because it sounds like I'm trying to plug my podcast to everyone but no I just genuinely it helps me every morning when I wake up and I go and to the toilet and shower and then disinfect the bathroom after I listen to a podcast or like a segment of a podcast because it's just nice to like it's almost like you have human interaction because you don't in isolation but it's almost like a little bit of human interaction you get to listen to someone else's thoughts and then it kind of distracts you and then writing songs but I always do that I can't really sing either because of my voice so that's been a bit of a failed attempt but I've come up with some ideas for like future songs so that's been nice and yeah so that is basically everything that I (laughs) have found to help me so far let me know on instagram at immy crabtree if you have any advice or tips that I can give to people um in the next episode because I may do an isolation station round two because I'm very bored at the moment so if you leave me any suggestions in my dms then I will add them into the next episode and 
thank you so much for listening to that section so lastly I'm just gonna give a little word of advice my advice like for how to cope through all of this other than all the distractions I've just listed and the health things is just like remind yourself that it's okay and like you're not gonna die and you know everyone is safe you're inside you're not infecting people anyone who you may have infected hopefully should be isolating as well and you're all okay you're all safe and it is gonna go away like it will pass um my granddad my lovely little granddad phoned me yesterday I think it was and he said oh I've heard you I heard you got the covid <laughs> and he was telling me about how he had to isolate when he went into his care home not because he had covid but you know because um it's just the procedure and he was telling me what helped him and that it was really boring he said to just like think of what helped him was to just think of the positives like you've got a roof over your head you've got a lovely family who's bringing you food and providing you with meals and stuff like that because my granddad was in hospital uh, or the care home rather when he had to isolate whereas at least I'm at home um, in my in the comfort of my own home in my room so you know you just got to think of the positives and also I just think it's really important to remind yourself like how lucky you are in that sense because people you know there are going to be people on the streets out there who uh, don't have a home and we're all healthy you know I mean I say healthy if we have covid then that you know (laughs) that's a shame but on the bright side we're very lucky people and something my granddad told me on the phone was a quote and I wish I remembered who it was by but it was lovely and it was like a little poem almost and it was something along the lines of everything will pass this too shall pass I can't remember what it was but it was really lovely and it's so true you just have to remember that it will pass although it's a pain it is only 10 days of your life you'll be so much more grateful for things when you come out of it I honestly think that it's made me realize I take advantage of stuff like I got home from London a week or so ago and I was just like "Uh, no one wants to see me no one will ask me to meet up I'm a loner and I have no friends and I sat at home and like felt sorry for myself um because I just felt like no one wanted to meet up with me especially because like some of my friends were meeting up and like I wasn't invited and stuff like that so it did make me a bit down and then since I've been in this isolation I've been like oh my gosh Immy stop being pathetic go and ask people to meet you after this isolation like you, <laughs> you do have friends they just like you just need to ask them to meet you so um, I know that I am gonna take that on and ask more people to meet up after this. Also, take advantage of time where I'm busy because I've been so busy. Like the last three weeks of my life, other than this week and a bit of last week, I was so busy because I was at uni. I had so much stuff to do. I was working and I was like babysitting. Plus, like I just started a new job and it was uni assessment week, so I was going and doing like workshops with participants in India because we were supposed to be in India but obviously that didn't go ahead because of Covid so we had to do that over Zoom but we still had to go into school and use the rehearsal spaces to do it so I had been insanely busy, I had literally had no free time and I was like this is so stressful I just want to be sat doing nothing for like two weeks and now that I am it sucks (laughs) so I guess take advantage of you know it's like you know the quote the grass is always greener 
I always say it, it's like one of my favourite quotes because it's so true, the grass is always greener on the other side, you always think you wish you had something and then when you get it you wish you had something else, like we all want what we can't have so just enjoy your time in normal life and if you do get put in isolation then just enjoy your time in isolation really because on the bright side at least it's like the only time in our life where we'll be able to sit and do absolutely nothing and not have any commitments to go to work or school or uni or college or whatever it is whatever it may be yes it's boring but at least we get to have some quiet alone time with ourselves and work on ourselves and maybe work on some things that we've wanted to do for a while appreciate everything in your life appreciate everyone in your life cut out the toxic people I've definitely had some really nasty people since I've got COVID telling me that I've like ruined their life so those people are going to be cut out my life and if you don't have COVID but somebody tells you they have it who you've been in contact with just be nice honestly all it takes is a hope you're okay and an isolation for 10 days I know it's an inconvenience but think about how your words and actions can hurt people because I've had quite a hard time this isolation dealing with negative comments people blaming me as if it's my fault that I caught like a highly contagious disease but I followed all the rules and everything so I know it's not my fault and you just have to remember that but please if somebody close to you tells you they have covid please don't get angry at them because it's not their fault just remember that they're literally doing the right thing by telling you that they have covid because that is what you're supposed to do and so many people around the world don't tell people that they caught covid because they don't want this backlash so please just be kind but also if you've had negative experiences like me then just appreciate the people you do have and i've had some people who have been so lovely to me my best friend has phoned me every day and facetimed me and we've chatted and he's been really supportive and said like it's not my fault and everything because at the end of the day it's not it's just happened so anyways have a lovely um isolation everyone if you are in isolation listening to this if you're not in isolation listening to this then please just appreciate life and hopefully this can help some people um who have been will be or are in isolation and if not then hopefully it was just a little a good little listen fingers crossed but thank you so much for listening everyone if you got to the end then well done you because a podcast with purely my voice on is incredibly annoying and tedious to listen to so thank you so much and have a lovely lovely day imagination time